This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of February. In your sport today, the Socceroos suffer a setback. The Olympics get underway. The GOAT officially retires. And Mad Dog makes some money. This is your sport today. We're going to start with football because Australia's hopes of qualifying for the World Cup in Qatar later this year have become a lot tougher after a two-all draw in Oman this morning. Luce, for those who couldn't wake up so early, can you please break down the game for us? This was a game that the Socceroos had to win and things started well when Jamie McLaren opened the scoring from the penalty spot after just 15 minutes. Oman then equalised in the second half with a goal from outside the box but Aaron Moy looked to have won it for the Aussies when he scored in the 79th minute. Instead, Oman was awarded a penalty 10 minutes later which they converted to snatch a very late draw. Yeah, very late indeed, and this was not the result the Socceroos wanted or needed. So what does this mean for their qualification hopes? Well, it makes things really tough now. The way it works is the top two teams in each group in Asia automatically qualify for the World Cup. The Socceroos are third on 15 points, but they're now three points behind Japan and four behind Saudi Arabia after Japan beat the Saudis 2-0 last night. The Socceroos have two more games and they just so happen to be against those top two teams, they'll need to improve because they've won just one of their past five games in qualifying. Yeah, and that next game is going to be against Japan on March 24th. If the Socceroos finish third, then they can still qualify, but it means they're going to have to beat the third place team from Group A, which is currently the United Arab Emirates, and then they're going to have to beat a team from South America later this year, and then they will qualify fight for Qatar. Luce, I know you are absolutely pumped for the Winter Olympics opening ceremony on Friday, but you know, you don't have to wait that long for the action to begin in Beijing because a couple of Aussies are in action tonight. I've got a reminder in my phone, Gabs, for tonight because I can't wait to watch Tali Gill and Dean Hewitt. Gill and Hewitt are the first Aussie curlers to qualify for a Winter Olympics. If you've been listening to the show this week, then you know that Gill tested positive for COVID when she landed in Beijing, but she returned two negative tests, so she's fine to compete. The Aussies qualified in December last year, and they won't have to wait long to get on the ice. They'll take on Team USA in the mixed doubles, and that match starts tonight at 11.05pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Coverage begins at 10.55pm on Channel 7 and I've had the broom out all week just getting ready because I'm so excited to see <laughs> this curling. As I said a bit earlier, the opening ceremony is on Friday night, but we're going to whet your appetite that morning with the first episode of the Beijing Blitz. It's a quick daily wrap of all the big stories and a look ahead to what's coming up in Beijing. You can find it in the same spot where you get your Sport Today episodes. After 22 seasons in the NFL, seven Super Bowls and all kinds of passing records, Tom Brady has officially retired. Loose, 
The rumors, they started a few days ago, but now we know it's true. If you were scrolling through Instagram at around 1am this morning, then you would have been one of the first people to find out. So the timeline on this is that NFL reporter Adam Schefter broke the story on Sunday, which sent social media in it to melt down. But Brady's retirement wasn't confirmed straight away, which made people think that he could play one more year. But that won't happen after Brady decided that he couldn't make the competitive commitment to continue playing in a nine-part post on Insta. It means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a new quarterback for next season. Brady wants to spend more time with his family, but his future could include a role in the media, coaching, or pretty much anything he wants. <laughs> yeah, well, goats generally do whatever goats <laughs> want to do, especially when you're 44 and have achieved just about everything in the game. It's been a long career, and that does bring us to today's trivia question brought to you by the NFL Live app, where you can get all your latest news ahead of the Super Bowl. We are going to go way back now, Luce, because Brady, he is considered the best quarterback of all time, but what number was he picked in the draft? He was picked in the top 200. Oh, well, you've narrowed it down for us, Luce. That should be an easy one to get. Not. <laughs> we'll have the answer later in the show. On to some basketball now, because just as Fez and I finished recording yesterday, news came through confirming Utah Jazz and Boomers player Joe Ingles had torn the anterior cruciate ligament in his left knee. Gabs, it means he's going to miss the rest of the NBA season, and that's a big deal for Ingles because he's in the final year of his contract with the Jazz. The injury could be a costly one because Ingles was on about $18 million this season, and other teams will probably wait to see how he recovers before they look to sign him. Ingles is a big loss for the Jazz because he scored the most three-pointers in franchise history and finished second last year in the sixth man of the year voting, which is given to the best bench player in the league. Yeah, he is going to be a big loss. And Luce, he's 34 now, but he is still seen as one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. So we'll see if other teams want to pick him up next season. If he doesn't get signed, then Boomers coach Brian Gorgian says Ingles should come back to the NBL in Australia if he wants to play here. One of the things we absolutely love about sport is the power it has to help people. And Luce, that's going to be on show in a few weeks when a Tongan Invitational team takes on a team of Queensland Reds legends to raise money for Tonga after last month's tsunami. And Luce, it looks like they're bringing out the big guns for this one. They sure are, and there will be none bigger than former Wallaby Totai Kefu, who will coach the Tongan team. Kefu was born in Tonga, played for the Reds, and says it means a lot for him to be able to support the community after what they went through. The Tongan team includes a number of Polynesian players, including guys like Wendell Saylor and Lottie Takiri, who both represented Australia in rugby union and league. The Queensland team will have former Wallabies Chris Latham and James Horwell, just to name a few. Yeah, I cannot wait for this one, and we don't have to wait too long. The 40-minute game will be played before the Reds Super Rugby Pacific Round 1 game, which is against the Melbourne Rebels at Suncorp Stadium on February 19th. Donations are going to be sent to an organisation assisting the recovery in Tonga. 
Just as Ron Burgundy told us all those years ago, milk would have been a really bad choice in Sydney <laughs> yesterday. It was so hot. But you know what? I reckon former NRL player Adam McDougall might have had a couple of sips after his manshake business received some mega bucks. Gabs, how about $400 million? That is one expensive shake. <laughs> It is. And what's happened here is an investment company has bought a controlling share in Crazy Health, who owns McDougal's Man Shake products. The Man and the Lady Shake are drinks and energy bars that are designed by McDougal to help people lose weight. McDougal described the buyout as a rags to riches story as it nearly sent him broke, but it's paid off big time. And now he says his next step is to expand the business overseas. Yes, he is one very rich man now. And Luce, you know what? I reckon I've made a big mistake because I've probably spent about 400 million bucks on milkshakes <laughs> over the years. I wish it was the other way around. <laughs> All right, let's get back to today's trivia question, which is brought to you by the NFL Live app. And today we wanted to know what number was Tom Brady picked in the draft? Luce, you said he was in the top 200, so... There are quite a few options to get through here. What's the answer? He was picked in the sixth round with pick 199. Yes, that was very late in the draft. Of course, that was by the New England Patriots back in 2000. And we all know what happened there. He won six Super Bowl titles with them. All right, that is us done for today. Luce, you and Fez will be back tomorrow. I'll be back on deck on Monday. Catch you then.